0: For our scripture reading, I invite you to turn to the Gospel according to John, chapter 14. I'll begin reading at verse 15 to the end of the chapter. John, chapter 14, beginning at verse
1: 15. If you're using a pew Bible, that can be found on page 1071.
0: For the ruler of this world is coming. He has no claim on me. But I do as the Father has commanded me. That the world may know that I love the Father. Rise, let us go from here. Let's for the reading of God's holy word. Let's ask this blessing in a time of prayer. Oh, Father in heaven, we thank you for this passage of scripture. This spirit-inspired word of God. We pray, oh Lord, that you would open our ears and hearts
1: to hear the word and to receive it in faith to receive it in faith and to walk in it to walk in love for our Savior keeping his commandments walking in his ways
0: knowing that through faith in him we have eternal life and we love because he first loved us and gave himself for us. We pray, O oh Lord, that you would teach us by your spirit and your holy word. In Jesus' name, amen. Congregation of our Lord Jesus Christ, on Ascension Day, I preached on chapter 14 of John, verses 1 through 14. And in the broader context of the passage, particularly chapters 12 and 13, Jesus tells his disciples that he will be leaving them, and where he is going, they cannot come. Consequently, the hearts of the disciples become dismayed. They are discouraged. They're worrisome. Where is he going, and why is he going, and why can't we go with him? All the questions in their minds concerning Jesus' statement, where I'm going, you cannot come. You've been... With us so long, Jesus, why can't we go with you? There's something to be said about physical presence, somebody physically being with you. That's special. And separation is hard and painful. But Jesus comforts them. Jesus comforts his disciples with the profound truth of his ascension into heaven at the right hand of the Father Almighty. Following his death and resurrection from the dead... You recall from the Gospels that Jesus tells the ladies, Go tell my disciples to meet me in Jerusalem. I will meet them there. And Jesus, according to his promise, according to his word, meets his disciples in Jerusalem. And it is there where he continues to teach. In his, now get this. In his resurrected, glorified body, he teaches his disciples about the kingdom of God. And we learn from that in Acts chapter 1. And they asked him, well, when is the kingdom coming? When is it coming? And Jesus says, don't worry about that. You stay here until you receive power from on high. Jesus will ascend into heaven. And in John chapter 14, verses 1 to 14, he ascends into heaven to prepare a place for his disciples He ascends into heaven to be the way to the Father, the only way to the Father. He ascends into heaven to empower his disciples to do the work of ministry, greater works than what Jesus did. And it is to their advantage that he ascends so that the
1: Spirit is poured out. Then he also ascends to intercede for his people.
0: And we see this in the in verses 12 through 14, if you look in your Bible with me, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do, greater, or do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do. Because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. So he's going to ascend to the Father's right hand, and it is for their advantage, because they will do greater works And he will be there to intercede for them. And that's the context for what he's going to say in verse 15. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And we know in John's writings, when he says, we love because he first loved us. If you love me, if you believe in me, you will keep my commandments. In other words, faith works. Faith takes root in our heart by the power of the Spirit and produces fruits of righteousness. We have a small glimpse in this life of following God's commandments. Love God and love neighbor. But the important part here is that Jesus says,
1: If you love me, you will keep my commandments. You will believe in me. You will trust in me. And he says to the disciples,
0: don't be discouraged. Take hearts. I'm going to the Father, but I'm going to send you another helper. This is a pretty large portion of Scripture we're looking at, but I'm going to point out a few things. I'm not going to deal with everything in, this, in the text. I can't. There's a lot here. But I want to talk about the promise that Jesus gives to his disciples, namely, Jesus' promise of another helper. This one who will comforts, and come alongside the disciples. Who is he? Who is he? Look with me in your Bible, verse 16. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. John, inspired by the Holy Spirit, makes it clear that we love God, because He first loved us. And the true Christian manifests the fruits of new birth in our belief and love for Christ. And now He's saying to them, now He's saying to them that this promised helper, this other helper that's going to come, He is the Spirit of truth. He is the spirit of truth. Earlier Jesus said in John chapter 14 verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now he's saying this helper that is coming, the helper is going to be the spirit of truth. That is, he's going to be the one who comes to communicate truth concerning me and concerning my Father. Jesus is the truth in flesh. He is the Son who spoke the words that the Father gave Him. So too the Spirit will be poured out. He is the Spirit of truth. (coughs) And He will communicate the Word of God to the people of God. He will glorify the Son bearing testimony and witness to the Son and to the Father. And the Spirit, like the Son, is a personal being The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, is a person,
1: not an impersonal force. That's why we say he, not it. He is the Spirit of truth who
0: communicates truth, which comes from God. Think about Scripture inspired by the Holy Spirit communicating truth. Because the Word comes from God. God the Holy Spirit. This other comforter, other helper, or another counselor is the Spirit of Truth. The Spirit of Truth also proceeds from the Father and the Son. Did you you notice that in the confession of faith? And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. Or we should literally say, from the Father and from the Son. The Spirit of truth proceeds from the Father and the Son. The Father will send the Spirit of truth to be with you forever, He says. Verse 16 again, and I will ask the Father and He will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth. The
1: Father will give you another helper He will give you the spirit of truth. And his presence will not be a
0: temporary indwelling or abiding with his people, but a permanent one. In John chapter 16, go with me a few chapters over. John chapter 16, verse 6 and 7. Beginning at verse 5. But now I'm going to him who sent me and none of you asked me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is for your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Jesus sends the Spirit the Spirit proceeded from the Father and the Son. Now, as a side note, the Eastern Church and the Western Church split over this. In 1054 AD, which is known as the Great Schism, the Orthodox Church believes that the Holy Spirit had, did not proceed from the Son, and so the way they read the, or recite the Nicene Creed is "proceedeth from the Father" and leave it at that but the western church believe that the holy spirit proceeds from the father and the son because of the various proof texts in the bible the spirit of truth will come from the father and the son because the spirit of truth is one with the father and one with the son the father is god the son is god the spirit is god one god one eternal god And therefore the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father and the Son is true God. And it necessarily follows that the Helper is true God because He comes from God, the Father and the Son. And Scripture clearly teaches this concerning the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth. And so He is the Spirit of truth and He proceeds from the Father and from God. The Son. And this is so essential, especially as we consider now the second point. How will he help and comfort us? Because remember, this is what Jesus is going to do in John chapter 14 to 16, where we have this meaty doctrine of the Holy Spirit, where He Jesus speaks of his work and his ascension, and then He Goes into a teaching of the Holy Spirit, and then he'll go back into a teaching
1: concerning himself, and then he'll go back into a teaching of the Holy Spirit. But his intent is to
0: comfort his disciples. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. He wants to comfort them. And how will he comfort and help his disciples in their time of need, in their time of sorrow? And we see this in the text. And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another helper to be with you forever. To be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. You know Him, for He dwells with you and will be in you. And so how will He help and comfort us? Well, He dwells with us and in us. Notice the present tense and then the future tense. He dwells with you, disciples,
1: but he will, he will dwell in you. We'll get to that momentarily.
0: But what comfort this is that Jesus gives his disciples
1: that though he will be away from them bodily, he will comfort them in their soul.
0: Though he will ascend bodily, he promises another helper who will dwell with them forever. Forever. And this is why he said he will not leave you as orphans. Because the spirit of truth will be given to the people of God. Because the Father, the Son, and the Spirit are one God. This one God will make his home in us. Look with me at verse 23. I brought this out briefly on Ascension Day. I want to bring it out again tonight. Jesus answered him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. That word home, do you remember? Only two times it's used in the Bible. Here and in verse 2. So Jesus goes to prepare a place for his people in heaven.
1: But meanwhile, while we are here, he will make his home in us. So that he
0: will always be with us forever, even to the end of the age. This is quite a difference than the Old Covenant, the Old Testament Covenant. The Holy Spirit didn't indwell permanently the Old Testament saints. In fact, the Old Testament, especially the New Covenant promises recorded in Jeremiah 31, were foretelling of this day
1: when the Spirit would dwell in His people forever. Forever. The Spirit's help and comfort to the disciples and all the people of God
0: are truly a sign of the kingdom come.
1: The kingdom's presence and power in His people, in the church. Jesus says that those who love Him, believe Him, trust in Him, they're the ones Father will pour out His Spirit upon. Is that not comfort for you, Christian? Are you lonely? You've ever been lonely? You've ever been apart from somebody? You ever felt the pain of separation? I have. Have you? What comfort it is to know that
0: Jesus gives us promise of another Helper who will dwell
1: in His people forever. It's something that the world cannot know. Is that what Jesus says? Or experience, or process in their minds? It's completely foreign to them. The world cannot see Him or know Him because they are spiritually
0: discerned, spiritually blind to the truth of God in Christ, void of the Spirit. In fact, the the things of this world are antithetical to the things of the Spirit and the things of the Spirit are completely opposite to the things of this world. The things of this world are physically weak and materialistic in
1: nature. The things of the Spirit are spiritual. And for spiritual sustenance, the soul, in our loneliness, in our sorrow, in
0: our sadness, the joy of the Spirit dwells. The
1: grace of God is in us. And God has made his home in us. The Holy Spirit guides us in the truth.
0: He guides us in the truth. He dwells with us and in us. He guides us in the truth. The spirit of truth will illuminate the disciples and bring to remembrance the teachings of Jesus. Now in the context of here, he's referring to when, the, when Jesus ascends and pours out his spirit, the disciples Will go forth to the nations from Jerusalem to the ends of the earth, proclaiming Christ crucified and risen, giving testimony to his resurrection. And the Spirit will bring to remembrance all that Jesus taught them and spoke to them,
1: and they will bear witness to his word. In John chapter 15, John chapter 15, verse 26
0: and 27. But when the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, He will bear witness about me. And you also will bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. He is going to guide His disciples in the truth. Verse 25 of chapter 14. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. It is to your advantage that I'm going to the Father's right hand because the Spirit of truth is going to guide you in my word. When the apostles were confronted by religious leaders of their day or evil princes and kings or people in power, Do you remember Acts chapter 14 where they spoke boldly the word of God? Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit,
1: preached Christ crucified and risen. The Holy Spirit was guiding them in the truth,
0: proclaiming the gospel and bearing witness to the resurrected Christ. And this promised spirit also guided the apostles and prophets to write the Bible the very word of God right here. Fulfilled even here in John chapter 14. I will, bring, I will bring the spirit. I will send the spirit. So that you will speak
1: my word. He will teach you all things. And bring to remembrance all that I have said to you. And they
0: wrote down. As the Holy Spirit led them. To write Scripture. This is a very important point because
1: the spirit of truth guides us today. The spirit of truth guided the apostles and prophets, carried them along
0: to write the word of God. the spirit of truth also applies the peace of Christ look with me at verse 27 peace I leave with you my peace I give to you not as the world gives do I give to you let not your hearts be troubled neither let them be afraid you heard me say to you I'm going away and I will come to you if you love me you would have rejoiced because I'm going to the father for the father is greater than I and now I have told you before it takes place so that when it does take place you may believe I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming. He has no claim on me, but I do as the Father has commanded me so that the world may know that I love the Father. Jesus leaves his peace with his disciples. The question is, how?
1: How does he leave his peace? How does he give peace
0: to troubled hearts how does he not leave us as orphans if he is physically not present with us how does he comfort us in our afflictions how does he assure us of this peace well he does so through the power of the spirit through the helper or counselor through the helper Christ imparts his peace to his people that inner peace that you have Knowing that there is no longer enmity between you and the Father. That inner peace that you have.
1: That in our tribulations we can take heart because Christ has overcome the world. The Holy Spirit applies the peace of Christ in the hearts of his
0: people. And this too is a foundational sign that the kingdom of God has come. And this is all over the book of Isaiah.
1: When the kingdom comes, it will be a kingdom of peace. When you know and believe
0: Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, there's an overwhelming peace of conscience. Because guilt is removed and sins forgiven. Who gives this peace? The Spirit of the living God gives you this peace. Because the Spirit of God always dwells within you. And the Spirit of God is one with Christ and one with the Father, one God forevermore.
1: That's why the Spirit of Christ is taught in Scripture, referring
0: also to the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ working through the Holy Spirit, granting us peace in our hearts. So the Spirit gives peace when He converts and sets us apart for Himself. All the troubles, all the sorrows turn to joy
1: and gladness because of the peace of Christ and His reign and rule in our lives. He applies the peace of Christ.
0: The Holy Spirit also convicts the world. Turn with me to chapter 16, verses 8 through 11. I read verses 6 to 7 earlier. I'll read verses seven or 8 uh, through 11. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. He will convict sin.
1: He will convict the sins of this world. He will judge the sins of this world.
0: He will judge the righteous, the so called righteousness of this world, which is really an unrighteousness. The unrighteousness of this world will be judged by the Spirit.
1: The Spirit convicts the world and its sin and righteousness,
0: so-called righteousness, a righteousness that they think will
1: be to their advantage in the last day, but not so. How does the Holy Spirit comfort and help you and me, Christian? How does He do it? How does he do it? He guides us in the truth. He applies the peace of Christ. He convicts the world. He convicts us
0: of our sin and misery,
1: drawing us to Christ. When will he come? When will he come? What we learn in Scripture from Acts chapter 1. Turn with me there. Acts chapter 1.
0: For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you now at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up. And a cloud took them out of their sight. And when they were gazing into heaven as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. And then at chapter 2, Jesus ascends. Now at chapter 2, when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. They were there just as Jesus commanded them, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting, and divided tongues as a fire appeared to them, and rested on each one of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit
1: gave them utterance. The other helper has come. He has indeed come and has been poured out
0: upon the church on the day of Pentecost. And these early Christians were the first fruits of receiving the Holy Spirit which would begin a giant ripple effect throughout history after Jesus' death and resurrection and ascension. We are beneficiaries. We are recipients of that Pentecost day when the Spirit is poured out because the same Spirit that was poured out upon the apostles and prophets and the Christians in those days is the same Spirit that convicted you, the same Spirit that comforts you, the same Spirit that guides you in truth, the same Spirit who is the Spirit of truth dwells in you and is with you always, even to the end
1: of the age. Is that not a wonderful promise to you and me?
0: a promise that has been fulfilled and known and
1: experienced and believed upon. We often say, and rightly so, when we're in a a situation where we're
0: experiencing pain, maybe the loss of a loved one, or maybe we're in the hospital suffering or whatever it may be, we often say, And rightly so. I don't know how people can do this without Christ in their lives. I would also add to that, I don't know how people do it without
1: having the Spirit of the living God in us. Because Christ is working even now, by the Spirit, in our hearts.
0: Enabling us and empowering us, by His grace,
1: to endure to persevere, to press on. I don't know how I would go on in life without the Spirit of God in my life. How about this?
0: I don't know how to go on in life if I didn't have the triune God in my life. The one who makes His home in us. And is in us. Until he takes us home to that place that Christ has prepared for us in heaven. Where we will be with him forever. And where he is, there we shall be also. Do you have the spirit? Do you have the helper? Do you have the counselor in your life, in your hearts? Does he dwell in you? I don't know, Pastor. How do I know? Good question. Do you know? How do you know? The Apostle Paul makes it clear in his writings when he told the church in Galatia,
1: How did you receive the Spirit? Did you receive it through faith? Indeed, we receive
0: the Spirit by God's grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. As we see in the course of Acts, when God saves those whom He has chosen before the foundations of the earth, those predestined to eternal life, came to faith in Christ, and the Spirit was poured out upon the people of God. If you have faith in Jesus, then you have the Spirit of God in you. You trust in Jesus, you have the Spirit of God in you. And he has raised you from death to life. And by God's grace, we have become temples of the Holy Spirit because he makes his home in us. The triune God has made his home in us, in every Christian. And we have become the abiding, dwelling place of God forever.
1: Let us be comforted. Be comforted. Take heart. Do not
0: be troubled. Do not be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. I go to prepare a place for you. I go to prepare a place for you. Meanwhile, I will not leave you as orphans, says Jesus. I will not leave you. I will send you another helper. The Father will send you another helper. And he is the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of truth. And he dwells in you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Let's pray. Oh, Father in heaven, we give you thanks and praise for the spirits of the living God. Because of your spirit, we cry out, Abba, Father. Because of your spirit, we say, Christ is Lord. Because of your spirit, we, who were once dead, have be- been made alive in Christ. And we thank you that your Spirit, the Counselor, the Advocate, the Helper, dwells within us and leads us and guides us in paths of righteousness, guides us in the truth of your Word. Oh, Father, we pray that in our day-to-day life, as we go about our vocations, whatever you have in store for us, day in and day out, we pray that you would... Lead us and guide us by your spirits. Help us, O oh Lord, not to grieve the Spirit of God, but to be led by the Spirit. To be guided by your Spirit as we look to your Holy Word to find truth. And to be led by that truth. O oh Father, we pray that your Spirit would bring about conviction upon those who are hardened in heart that you would bring about repentance and faith to those who have not drawn near to you in faith. We pray, O Lord, that your Spirit would sanctify us and conform us to the image of our Lord Jesus Christ. May we, O Lord, be a different people, a changed people, a transformed people in the renewing of our minds and in our hearts. As we rely upon the truth of the living God, the Holy Spirit of God, to lead us and guide us in truth and righteousness. In your name we pray.